0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 28 of the Manly Hanley Podcast. This is the podcast with no limits on what we'll cover. I'm your host, Randy, and with me, I have my co-host, Vic, Sitting Shotgun. Have a snack, sit back and relax. This episode was recorded on Saturday, September 21st, 2019. So, for announcements, uh, I got married. (laughs) Actually, uh, Krista, my wife, did as well. We got married, and we just got back from our honeymoon. Um, We went to Spain and Paris. It was a dream. It was amazing. I have never been to Europe in my life. uh, 37 years old. I've never been to Europe. She's been there quite a few times, but never to either Spain or Paris, and we had a blast. It was just, it, it was great. So, it's back to work. Like everybody else, Um, I really never take days off, so it was really weird to take off two weeks, but for the reason I took it off, it was just the greatest two weeks of my life. Uh, The wedding was phenomenal. Uh, Krista's, of course, still busy. (laughs) She's still out uh, running errands, um, as I am as well, but taking a break to record this episode. um, Hard to relax, even during the time we're supposed to be relaxing, because we're still celebrating, it's just, it's just we got the greatest family. We're so blessed. Um, having just having a great time the, the, this September has been amazing. Um, so today's episode is titled "The Right Idea for a Better Internet Experience." Kind of a long winded title, but this is just something I was thinking about on the plane ride back. Uh, during my flight, I typed this episode out, and I was just kind of brainstorming things, and I thought it'd be good to cover this. Um, so it's crazy. I was searching for you know X product online, and minutes later, I see advertisements in my Facebook feed. This is ridiculous. You've heard somebody say that before. I hear I hear it all the time, and it's like anybody I you know encounter that knows I do technology related work and coverage tends to say that maybe you hear it too but it's people tend to be shocked whenever they see an advertisement that's just similar to something they're interested in i'm here to say don't be i mean maybe it's because i work in tech that i hear this all the time right but um there are tracker networks all over the internet surprise um One person in general that really describes these things really well and how they operate, these tracker networks, is Gabriel Weinberg of (laughs) DuckDuckGo. It's funny to say that, but it's actually a great search engine. I'm surprised I never recommended it on any of my previous episodes, but it's a really privacy-centric search engine that I think you should check out. So Gabriel explains it best, in my opinion, um, regarding how companies embed trackers in their website code. Heck, my, my WordPress site, the, the one that RandyHanley.com is hosted on, uh, that's run it's running uh, WordPress, that has embedded code in it because I was required by Google to install it in order to monetize my ads. Um, so, disclaimer, <laughs> I mean, they're all over the internet. Um, the point where it gets kind of creepy, though, is that... Google is tracking users across different sites while building a data profile on you. Sure, it's information that you've provided to the sites at some point, but it's still creepy and kind of annoying to know that it's happening. Um, I'm kind of like switching my position in, as far as supporting that stuff. I'm not I'm not making a significant amount of money on my ads. But spoiler, I'm not I'm not getting a million hits per episode. I'm I'm not. Um, you know maybe in the future when i can monetize off that that's great and i'll you know it's it's nothing that i'm hiding there's ads there but it's good to know that in that code what's happening there's 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 some information being tracked across multiple websites the main intention of those ads is not necessarily spying on you but it's to track habits to likely complete some sales on your consumer ass so i like to buy stuff i'm sure during all of my years of web surfing I was advertised to and I couldn't turn down an ad like a fresh plate of crispy bacon. Yum, yum. You know, I, I, I bit, But I, I can't off the top of my head remember, oh, yeah, I clicked on that ad and I bought it. So I figure people are aware of what's going on. Some people are easily more easily coerced than others. But um, yeah, I'm sure it's happened to me at least all of the decades I've been online that I succumbed to an ad and just bought a product. Oops. I mean, maybe it's something I needed anyway, right? So which companies are the worst offenders of tracking us across different websites? Um, Before I reveal the probably obvious worst offenders for tracking us across the web, I'd like to point out a link that I'd like for you to check out. And it's Princeton.edu. I mean, it's right on their site. They did a crawl of 53,000 product pages across 11,000 total shopping websites to find things that are considered dark patterns. And Dark Patterns, put simply, are user interface design choices that are designed to trick our hamster asses into eating the cheese. And a link to the site here is here. Sorry, I was, that was cheesy. A link to the site is here in the uh, description if you're listening to this episode and you go into the metadata or the, the notes, episode notes, you should see it there. Um, there is a PDF at that link that I will provide, but I can save you some reading if you'd like to, if you'd like, and... um. I could give you an example of just one of the dark patterns or deceptions that are occurring. One example would be a company sneaking a product onto your shop, in, into your shopping cart from the time you've, you're heading to your shopping cart to the point of where you're checking out. Uh, so this study that was conducted recorded deceptive acts like that across all websites. They've even screenshot and documented every step and page during the study. So hard to argue with what they've Uh, I mean, plus they're credible, so Um, hard to argue with with their study, Which um, or be, you know, think it's a conspiracy. It's real. It's happening. So page 13 of the study in particular, I was kind of just browsing through it, and I noticed that it breaks down different types of dark patterns measured. Uh, The study directly calls out some offender sites, such as... Uh, chicwish.com that's c-h-i-c like chic i guess chicwish.com where they posted in red lettering sale will soon end or end soon with no actual time or day when the alleged sale will end so that's considered a dark pattern in their scale um these things are easy to miss but it's shady business or just dishonest in the least Uh, a bonus one i bet you uh, i bet that just about anyone listening to this episode has seen the dark pattern um where the website gives you the sham- shaming like, pop-up where it's like, yes, I'd like to add this to my cart today to save 25% or no, I'd like to pay full price. Kiss my ass, right? I mean, that's what you probably think when you see that if you're, if you're consciously seeing that. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's annoying, but it's kind of like at some point you're just so used to it, you're like, oh, no, you just click no, I'll pay full price. So the conclusion on that is we'll never be able to fully avoid these dark patterns, in my opinion, But awareness doesn't hurt. And I feel we can all help one another to fog out these rodents, which inevitably, uh, I can't talk today, means that they're going to look for other deceptive ways to take advantage of people. But I think it's worth having some knowledge on it. It doesn't hurt. It's not something that's going to make your experience bad or anything. It's just good to be a little aware of those things. So at this point, you might be asking, what else can be done for privacy online? And that's my, my bold. Outline I'm reading from. But um, a couple of episodes back, episode 24, I covered VPNs. While I'm not a huge utilizer in those VPNs, if you listen to that episode, I still think they can have their benefits. And in that episode, I also more or less concluded that you can never fully avoid being tracked. You just can't, even with your VPN, because of those tracker networks, whatever, there's a lot of things going on. However, there is more you can do to be tracked less. And this recommendation is going to be based on lessening the amount of tracking across companies' websites um, so use a browser. things you can do to, to to accomplish that is use a browser that doesn't make money off the very thing you are trying to avoid. So the Chrome browser, for example is still I think it's by far the most popular browser in the world. Um, the Chrome browser is made by Google um, Google makes money off tracking you and selling ads so why in the heck would they want to help you they're not your friend here uh, a browser that is known to be pretty darn trustworthy i think would be a browser such as vivaldi it's v-i-v-a-l-d-i who is actually not trying to prevent their users from blocking ads which google has recently um from geeks like me come under scrutiny for this um google did some something kind of lame in the last few months and you can read about it on Vivaldi's website it's, it's, you can just go to their main page and you'll see it but um, basically Google is phasing out this web request API that basically breaks the functionality of ad blockers that have long worked in the Chrome browser now I don't really block ads because I like to support the people um, you know that are making money off the ads like myself right I, I make money pennies but I still think it's, you should have control of your own equipment and browsing software that you've paid for. If you really want to block those ads to enjoy your internet experience, I think you should be able to do that. And so do many other people. And even with me being a longtime Google fanboy, I still think when the companies do something that isn't really for the users, it's just uncool. And Vivaldi wants their users to have a choice of what browser, of what the browser can do and cannot do. Um, and I think people deserve much more privacy across the web than they're getting with Google's browser. And, I mean, side note, Google does have a browser, an open source version that Chrome is derived from, and that's called the Chromium browser. So maybe there's less tracking in that and you know what's going on because it's open source. That's cool. So if you still want to use that, I mean... I, I think it's a good browser as well. But I think we can all survive in an honest market. For example, if we throw like a referral link to one another, I could just give you the heads up hey, please support my site by pur- purchasing through this referral link, you know, amazon.com slash whatever. It doesn't cost you any money, but I get a small percentage of the purchase. Something along those lines. That's just an honest way to exchange and support one another without trying to deceptively or dark pattern the web. Something along those lines. So another thing you can do for your privacy online is to use DuckDuckGo search engine. Uh, they pride themselves on not tracking you, and it works really well. The only problem for me is I forget to use it all the time because I'm so used to Google. Um, I, I just, it's just you know, Google it, right? It's it's easy. But their search engine DuckDuckGo uh, Go is great. It's So being that I'm so used to using Google, and I'm sure many of you listening are as well, it's hard to drop convenience. It's totally worth a shot, though, to try using it. And I'll include a link in the description where DuckDuckGo gives you the bullet points on how you can help encourage others to avoid being tracked. It's just DuckDuckGo.com forward slash spread, like spread the knowledge, you know. Um, I think a killer concoction, though, for some privacy could be using the Chrome browser with the DuckDuckGo plugin plugin, or the extension, if you will. The DuckDuckGo extension for Chrome uh, basically blocks Facebook and Google hidden trackers, firstly, and, and those are some of the worst offenders. Surprise. I said I would reveal that in the episode. Um, Google, by far, it's like many, many, many times worse than all the other sites um, uh, that they studied in the tens of thousands of uh, studies. <laughs> site study. Um, the extension of, though for the Chrome browser, the DuckDuckGo plugin, also forces sites to use an encrypted connection when it's available. Now there are many sites out there on the internet still that don't use encryption. Um, they need to get their act together. Uh, every site should use encryption. There's no exception. They, they just need to get on board um, for the security of everybody on the web. But uh, that can killer concoction, I think, is the best you can do if you don't want to drop the Chrome browser is just install the DuckDuckGo plugin. It will do a lot for you. Or just maybe use the Vivaldi browser, that, like I've mentioned, and use it uh, with DuckDuckGo as your homepage. I think that's a great measure you could take. Even though Chrome appears that it can be tweaked by adding these secure extensions, I can't say I can trust um, Google 100% in the way that the browser was compiled down to every line of code. But I don't know what's in that browser down to the core, because it's... The main version of Chrome, the the, the big release, like Chrome, um, anything could be going on there and you'd never know because Chrome is like a proprietary version of the open source Chromium that I've mentioned, but contains more proprietary abilities such as Kodak playback and the ability to auto-update, which for most people, it's convenient and easy. It's, you know, why would I go through the trouble of um, updating my browser manually or having to send in bug reports if something crashes? browsers don't crash that often anymore. You can just use Chromium and be safe or Vivaldi, like I've mentioned. Just uh, looking out for my fellow geeks out there. Um, but with an open source piece of software like Chromium or any software that's listed as GNU or open source, whatever. GNU is uh, GNU, by the way. Um, with that open source software, you can disassemble, disassemble. I cannot talk, Sorry. Um, you can disassemble the software down to every line of code to see what it's made of, in short, okay? Am I going to do that? No. I'm too lazy to get into that type of geekery nowadays. I used to, maybe a little bit here and there, but it's good to know that open-source software has that transparency. It's just honest. Uh, something else you may not know about DuckDuckGo, though, is their site explains things very well. They have a page uh, also. It's... it's um spreadprivacy.com forward slash protection from ISP spying. That's a long URL. I'll also have that uh, typed in the description perfectly for you to click on if you'd like. Uh, it explains how the, an ISP, your internet service provider that is, can spy on you and which types of pages they can typically see. They write it in an easy to understand explanation though. I like that. If you just want a quick read and it's easy to digest so with that that's the end of today's episode I'd like to say see you on the duck side that sounds cool I don't watch Star Wars but uh I'd like to thank our audience for listening always and I'm glad to be back uh Crystal will be joining me on another episode soon those episodes are much more fun having her here because we just play off each other well and it's it's a lot of fun um thanks for putting time aside though to listen to the podcast I have to thank Vic the cat for sitting shotgun just begging for snacks all day if you're a new listener to the manly handley podcast we would love to hear from you visit our website and leave a comment while you're there be sure to subscribe to the newsletter also follow randrums on twitter i'm not very active on there and i really don't care but i have a twitter account also like the manly handley podcast facebook page thanks a lot for listening everyone have a great day